Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today is a very special episode because I have a very special guest with me. I have my boyfriend, James. Welcome, James, to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, it's funny because James actually doesn't even know the questions that we're going to be going through today, but I did put a question box up on my Instagram the other day and asked you guys if you what you wanted to know or if you had any questions for me or for James around having an unhealthy relationship with food and the impact that 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 actually has on your friendships, on your relationships. So I thought it'd be so interesting to get James on the podcast and to get his perspective on my journey as well. So let's just jump straight into the questions. The first one is all about what is my journey that I've been on with food and with myself. And so to give you like a really, really quick background story, my journey started when I was quite young. So as a young child, I was quite chubby, a little bit overweight. And when I was about 15 or 16 years old, I got really, really sick with a parasite and I lost a lot of weight very quickly, like an unhealthy amount of weight in a very unhealthy way. But I was at that age where being skinny and losing weight, like it was glorified. And when you did it, you always got approval and praise for it. So it created a very unhealthy relationship with myself and unhealthy relationship with food because when I dropped all of that weight I did get a lot of approval from the people around me so then I what once I healed from the parasite I started to obviously put back on weight which was a healthy weight that I should have been putting on anyway but I started to really try and control that because of all of the approval and the praise that I was getting when I was a much smaller size so cue me having a very unhealthy relationship with food and with myself so it's been a very long journey of you know studying nutrition doing a lot of work on myself on my relationship with food body image all of that to the point where I am today where I do actually have total control around food I don't binge eat I don't overeat you know obviously I do have unhelpful or negative body image days but I know how to navigate my way through them they are a lot less frequent than what they ever used to be I'm so much more confident in myself um and yeah like it's definitely been a journey and so James and I have been together for over six years. So he's definitely seen and been there for a lot of the stages of my journey of not having a great relationship with food, but then he's also been there through the whole journey of actually like healing that relationship. So a little bit of a backstory. So I guess the first question for James is, James, did you know or realize that I had an unhealthy relationship with myself and with food? Yeah, I mean, for sure. There were definitely just a bit of context here. I'm someone who has never really been concerned about food or I've never really been into food as well. Like I'm not really a foodie. Michaela is the opposite of me. Um, I've never really been concerned with body image or anything like that or what I'm eating or sugar. I used to literally just eat like a box of shapes or chips <laughs> for lunch or something like that. So we're really He's complete, <laughs> we're really complete opposites when it comes to food. Um, so there were certain days when, you know, going back a few years when Michaela would be really cautious about what she was eating in the sense that she wouldn't eat a lot of foods. And I'd be like, oh, let's go out for, you know, I don't know, pancakes or <laughs> burgers or pizza. And she'd be like, oh, no, no, and get really, really nervous. 
and never really want to go out. And there's just, you know, a bunch of examples I can think of like that, you know, too many to count. Um, but yeah, for sure, there's a lot of, a lot of times where even, even like periods of time, you know, we're talking a couple of months where she wouldn't eat certain things. Um, so yeah, I definitely did recognize that there were, there was some kind of hesitancies there around food. What would you say are like the five key things that you noticed as to why I didn't have a healthy relationship with food? So you've said things like I restricted certain food, like I wouldn't eat certain foods and I got really nervous about eating out. What would you say are like three other top key ones that you're like, ooh, I'm not really like sure about that? Um, testing my memory here, but <laughs> I think, I, I don't think I'll be able to give three specific kind of things, but I'll try, I'll try my best to give examples mm. um there were periods of time when you're kind of scared of like a lot mm. of meats and you would mm. only ever eat like turkey meat <laughs> stuff that was like you know we'd go to the supermarket and i just wanted like chicken something you know chicken schnitzels or chicken something or beef you know beef lasagna and instead we'll have like turkey lasagna or some some weird things because apparently turkey meat is healthy i can't eat beef or I don't know, all that kind of stuff. So I guess there's just, it, it didn't really affect me too much because I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm, I'm, I'm open and down to eat anything really. Mm -hmm. um, but like there were definitely times we went to the supermarket and I'd pick up something and she like, and Michaela would be like, no, we got to eat this, this and this. It was just kind of a lot of food rules about what she could and couldn't eat. Uh, a lot of the times she would. Very controlling. Yeah, you were controlling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> around food <laughs> um yeah a lot of times you might you know overeat one day at an event mm. or maybe not even an event we just go out for dinner with her family or my family and you would eat too much and then the next you'd get home and you'd start crying about how much you ate and how you, you ate too much and then the next morning you might you might not want to eat breakfast or you might have a tiny little piddly bowl of yogurt or something <laughs> like that because you're trying to kind of make up for the calorie mm -hmm. the extra calories you ate the night before uh, and you always kind of another thing. I don't know if this is three or two or five. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just speaking here. Um, and I can't remember what I was going to say now. You'd oftentimes second guess yourself. I think is what I was going to talk about. Um, and you'd kind of you'd look to me for validation and, and say things like, "Is it? Do you think it's okay if I have this muesli bar? Or is it? Do you think it's okay if I have dessert?" And just those kind of things that mm. made me think like, well, "You're the nutritionist. I'm not a nutritionist. You tell me if it's okay." I don't know. Yeah. And I guess like if anybody's sitting there being like, oh, I kind of feel that way or like I have that resistance to eating out or I second guess what I've had or if I over feel like I've overeaten, um, I try and compensate the next day or with other meals. Like I just want you to know that that's actually like, I know it can be normalized in a lot of like diets out there or like challenges, but that's actually not a normal way of living and it's incredibly controlling. And a lot of the time I was very, very mentally and physically exhausted. Like it was just exhausting, always thinking about what I was going to have, how do I balance dinner out, getting anxious or nervous about eating out. Like it's just constant and like allowing food to have that control over your life. Like it honestly, it puts so much mental strain on you, but you're not actually able to be present in any of the moments. You're not able to enjoy your time because you spend so much time, you spend so much mental capacity fixated on this stuff. So there is a completely different way of being able to live your life. So the next question is how long did it take you to recover? And I think for me personally, it was 
a couple of years and that's only because I went through so many different phases throughout this. So obviously I didn't have a great relationship with food before actually studying nutrition. But then when I studied nutrition, we learn in so much detail different foods, what's good for you, what's, what's you know, I guess like a little bit more nutri nutritious, what's not, um, all of the different like things that you can find in products and all of that. And so it's very easy when you're consumed by that to start to label foods and to start to almost ban foods out of your diet. So that's when I went through like this period where I was like, I would only eat whole foods. I would only eat, you know, really healthy or clean. And I do those in like um, inverted commas because like uh, food, when was food ever fucking dirty anyway? Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. You but, drop it on the ground, it's dirty. Yeah, like honestly, it's just so silly. And so, yeah, so for me, definitely took quite a couple of years, but the past, I would say like 24 months is when like, I really actually started to take shit seriously. And I really made the biggest transformation. And sitting here now at the end of um, 2022, I can wholeheartedly say like my relationship with food and myself has never been this good. Would you agree in like the time that we've obviously been dating? Oh, 100%. I mean, I didn't know, I, I met you when what, you were 18 or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the time I've known you, I guess, more intimately and had a deeper connection or relationship with you. <laughs> so I've actually, you know, so I've been privy to, to your eating habits and kind of your relationship with food. hundred percent. It's night and day. Yeah. Um, between now and, and back then you are a lot more easy going. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I can recall when, um, we would go over to my parents' house for dinner and you'd get really, really nervous and try and avoid it because I guess you didn't really have control around what was in the food. And I guess it's kind of why you'd be nervous about going out to restaurants and, and stuff. And you'd always, you know, scan 10 different restaurants' menus before making a decision as to where you wanted to go. Not because like, you're looking for what you wanted, but you're looking for, is it healthy? Is it, you know, you're trying to basically control everything. And when you didn't have that control, that aspect of control, as in control over what you're exactly was going to your food i guess you got really nervous but i feel like today these days you don't have i mean you still check the menus and stuff like that but i think that's just to gen to generally see do i want to eat here do i kind of like this food or not um and i think that you're you're not as control obsessed mm. would, would you say that's fair yeah for sure and i don't binge eat either is a massive one like i actually have control around food and we can have like a lolly jar we have open biscuits we have goddamn brookie sitting in the cupboard and they've been there all week like I have chocolate like multiple blocks of chocolate open in the fridge and if this had have been my cupboard you know 12 months ago or, or longer I would have just been like okay I have to get all of this out of the house because I can't control myself around it and just eaten it all in one day and then felt so sick and then be like okay now I need to like balance this out somehow whereas now it's just like I eat it when I want it there's no rules there's nothing of that like it's just, it's so freeing to be the one in control and to be like totally open and transparent. Like I did work for one of the world's largest weight loss companies. And while I didn't think that it had that big of an impact on me, once actually leaving that, I realized that constantly being surrounded by people always talking about what they're cutting out, how they're avoiding it, always going for the lowest calorie options, always talking about weight, body shape, commenting on my own, like, once I left, I then actually realized the impact that it was still ha having on me and letting go of that has made me actually like take this to a whole new level. 
which I think is also pretty incredible. And I think as well, like I also want to highlight that when you do have food freedom and you do have a healthy relationship with food and yourself, that's not to say that you're going to be eating like chocolate all day, every day or biscuits all day, every day. Like health is one of my top values and my top priorities, which is why I, I find it so easy to say no. If somebody said, Hey, Mick, do you want to go clubbing tonight and get fucked up? I'd be like, nah, like, <laughs> I don't enjoy that. Like I find it so easy to say no to alcohol. I find it you know, easy to say no to so many things, but that's purely because I know how it's going to make me feel. I know that I don't want it. But if I want a brookie, if I want chocolate, if I want ice cream, if I want a fucking salad, if I, you know, I just eat whatever I want in that moment. And I think that's also so important to um, recognize and note as well. So the next question is, did it annoy or frustrate James ever? Yes, because... <laughs> You know, going back to what you said about a minute ago, you were kind of really calorie obsessed. I guess when you were working at that company, I don't know if you want to mention the name, but at that weight loss company, you were very calorie obsessed. And I mean, you still um, you still look at labels, but that's just about being relatively health health conscious, I think. Um, but you were like calorie obsessed to the point where, you know, I'd be begging to have a burger night and then would finally get the ingredients for a burger night and would have these like, instead of having like burger buns, would have these like little oh. thin, crusty... Blech high protein, low calorie buns <laughs> and this like, you know, just the, the lowest possible calorie, everything's in there. Um, and it was just like a burger night, but, but not really like, you're not getting a juicy, thick, yum burger. You're getting like this little thin, crusty, low calorie thing. And it was just, you know, um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Those burger thins, they literally give me like, I have nightmares about those bloody things. They are so unsatisfying. And honestly, can I say the other thing when I think of burgers is how many times I would have a naked burger and I wouldn't have the fucking bread. And then after I'd eat that burger, I would then go and like eat three servings of dessert because I was so unsatisfied. And then I'd probably cry about it because I overate on dessert. Whereas if I had to just sat down like I do now, like take the other week, for example, we made the best fucking burgers, like brioche buns, meat patty, melted mm -hmm. cheese. Like it was so good. And you know what? I'm so satisfied after eating that. Then, then I just have a normal serving of dessert and I move on with life. Like honestly, when you let go of being like, okay, this has to be the lowest calorie option possible. And you just enjoy the actual meal. It's so different. And the experience that you get with the other person is so different as well. Because look, I don't even think I have enough fingers and toes to count how many meals James probably sat there and like pretended that he loved it. When in fact, he's probably like. <laughs> fingers, toes and everything in between. What is this shit? Cells in the body. Oh my god. Atoms gosh. in the body. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm so lucky in the sense that he's such, he's so easygoing. Like you're just so chill. But other because otherwise like there would have been so much drama again like i was just like i took it to another level which we don't have anymore the next one is what were the top three things that james struggled with the most top three things that i struggled with the most in yeah. regards to me having okay. an unhealthy relationship with food um i think the first would be that, that kind of what we've already touched on that freedom aspect, like the freedom to go out to a restaurant without having to, mm. you know, look at calculate the calories of all the meals and make sure that it's going to be calorie friendly and the ingredients can be good and whole food ingredients and whatnot. Just kind of the, that kind of, I guess it, as you said before, I'm pretty easy going. So the, at the time I just thought, eh, whatever. But like in hindsight, I guess it's kind of frustrating having to 
get KJ approved everything <laughs> before you can go there. Like, you can't just be like, oh, tonight I feel like, uh, I don't know, some a pizza. Let's go out for a pizza. I was like, okay, let's go out for a pizza soon. I'm going to tw- look at these 20 restaurants to make sure that we're going to go to a one that's going to have good pizza, that's going to be healthy, wood fire, whatever, I don't know, whatever mm. you like. Um, so I guess that's number one. There was no spontaneity. Spontaneity, yeah. yes. Um, I guess number two would be, I think I touched on this as well earlier, back when I was living at home with my parents, um, Michaela would always be nervous to come over and sometimes that would make me feel like, why the heck isn't, doesn't she want to come over um, and, and eat dinner? Why is she always avoiding eating dinner with my family? Does she dislike my family? Does she dislike my brother or my mum or my dad? Or I don't know what it is. Uh, but in reality, it was just she was scared to eat a meal cooked by my family. And my family, you know, we don't eat unhealthy, but I guess Michaela, as a nutritionist, her mum was also, I guess, a chef. Mm. So she, you always ate... I think it wasn't as well that like it was just your family. I think it was the lack of control that I had around the meal because at home I did all the cooking. Like I cooked for my entire family because I took that control. Whereas like as soon as I'd eat at anyone else's house, it's like I didn't. I lost that control, so I don't actually know what's in the meal. And let's say I was going through like my calorie tracking phase, I was like, well, shit. Like how the fuck do I put this in my app? Mm. Yeah. So I guess that would be the second thing, and the third thing. I would say just always looking to me for reassurance. And whilst mm. I have zero problem with that, you know, you, you'd eat something and you look at me and say, is that okay that I ate that? And it's like, and you know, I, I literally always used to say the same thing. You, you remember what that is, Kelly? <laughs> no, I used to say, um, who's the nutritionist mm. out of the two of us? I, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to health and fitness. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I obviously know a lot of stuff now from, from being around Michaela for many years. But at the end of the day, Michaela is the nutritionist. She's the one who's an expert in this, in, in this area. And despite that, she would always look to me for reassurance when it, came, come to, when it came, comes to her eating. So she'd, she'd eat something and come to me and say, is that okay? Or do you think it would be okay if I ate this or this or blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I think it used to happen a lot more frequently and you used to get quite emotional about it. And mm-hmm. I think when you got into that emotional headspace of, oh, crap, I've eaten too much, a, I don't know, ice cream or chocolate or pizza, whatever it is, you would get emotional when you're in that emotional headspace. That's when you're looking for reassurance because I, I guess you're not really thinking logically uh, when you're super emotional. And I guess that happens to a lot of people as well, but it's not a problem that you're seeking reassurance from me. I, I didn't mind that at all. I just think just looking back, it was something that happened a lot more frequently back then. Yeah, for sure. And like it's almost like a level of dependency as well, which I think then and like the more that I was seeking that reassurance like it was putting my own self-confidence and my own like trust in myself and my ability to like reassure myself and back myself like it was impacting all of that which then in turn like impacts my confidence so when I talk a lot about like healing your relationship with food when you don't have a good relationship with food a lot of the time it like actually leads into so many other areas of your life as well and a lot of the time it was also linked to a lack of self-confidence and self-worth as well and so like now I'm completely different I have that self-confidence have that self-worth and that's one thing that I work with every fucking day with my clients like to for them to actually lean into the most authentic version of themselves and to just to fucking own it as well so did it ever negatively impact James with his food choices Nah, I think I don't want to sound like a cocky dude, but I'm pretty mentally 
Resilient? I don't know about resilient. I don't know if that's the right word, but what I'm trying to say is I don't really let others' personal choices affect or cloud my own judgment. So I don't know if someone doesn't want to do something, it doesn't affect me at all. Like I don't, I don't really think about that too much. I'm just like, eh, I'll do my own thing. So when Michaela was having her own, um, oh, I don't know what to call them. I guess like you know, going through certain things or being really emotional and not wanting to eat certain foods, I just thought, eh, screw it, I'm fine. I'll just eat it myself. You know, so it was, it was never. I never really doubted myself and thought, oh, if she's not eating this, should I not eat mm. this? Um, I don't know why. I guess it's not just around you know that doesn't just happen around food i guess it happens around everything for me i guess i'm quite an easygoing person and i i'm confident in myself my own decision mm. my own decision so I, I know that i can make the best decision for me and i shouldn't let others decisions influence that so i guess yeah the answer would be no yeah you are you're very much like you don't really give any fucks it's like this is what i'm doing like if people like it they like it they can you know come along for the journey but if they don't then like that's on them Man, I'm being put on this planet to live my life, not live the lives of a hundred other people. Yeah, so very, very refreshing outlook to have for sure. What is the biggest difference that James notices about me since healing my relationship with food? Less hangry. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably a big one. <laughs> A lot less angry all the time. I mean, you still get angry if you're actually oh, yeah. hungry. Yeah. But I mean, you... I think I'll, oh, I was hang used to get hungry as a tiny little child. I think you always have. I just got to make sure stacks always on hand. You're a lot more chill with having things in the cupboard mm. nowadays. Like as you mentioned earlier, we have right now a bunch of historically what would be deemed as unhealthy foods. But you know, at the moment, you can have them in the cupboard without worrying about. Mm having a binge session or, you know, eating too much of it. So I guess just having that is super cool. And that's a pretty big difference that I've seen, just being able to have stuff in the cupboard without without, without you being like, oh, no, we can't have that in the cupboard. I don't want to binge on it. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Literally, like, you put whatever you want <laughs> in the shopping cart. And I'm like, yeah, if it's in the cupboard, I know that oh, I can have control around it because I know that I can have some if I want some. I think one of the biggest things for me is like the freedom that I have to, even though like, yes, sometimes I definitely still do look at Instagram or recipes for restaurants purely because I want to see if anything tickles my fancy, but I am very much more spontaneous now. Like if we're out and we have to get food, I get food or like, you know, for our anniversary earlier in the year, we went to some random bakery in um, a small town in New South Wales. I had no idea what was going to be there, but I just got what I wanted type of thing. So I think it's like little things like that or getting ice cream after a dinner out, not a second thought kind of goes into it. And it's just like things like that where it's an enjoyment for both of us and we're also creating memories. And I think that is so much more important than worrying about the food because guilt and, and food shouldn't even be in the same sentence together. And as soon as you start letting that, that take that control, it literally takes so much enjoyment out of the moment that you get to spend with the other person. For sure. I think it's a pretty good summary. Yeah. Last question, actually. What advice would James give to any other boyfriend if his girlfriend is currently struggling with food? Okay, interesting. Um, this only relies to boyfriends. <laughs> this doesn't rely to husbands 
Why? Well, it says BF and GF. I'm there's BF. you can't actually put a lot of words in those little question boxes, so I'm guessing. Oh, did somebody ask this? Yeah, oh, these have all come from Instagram. All right. Um, advice. I mean, I don't know if anyone should take advice from me, but <laughs> if you were to take advice from me, I would say just be patient and don't feed into insecurities. So, you know, if they're worrying about something, don't kind of be like, oh yeah, sure, let's let's just not do that. Let's do exactly what you want to do. If you know, if you know something is unreasonable, uh, just call it out. Call out the bullshit. Mm. Maybe in a kind <laughs> manner. Because obviously, not obviously, your partner might be in a more emotionally heightened state. Mm -hmm. So yeah, call out the bullshit in a in a friendly way. And if they're worried about going out for ice cream, just be like, just get a small, or you can just have half of mine or we could share one or something like that, or don't just kind of give in. And, and if you know something's wrong and know that there is like a, I guess, a distorted view of the food choices that they're making, I don't know the exact kind of expression or words to use there. But yeah, if you know that something's up then then push back on it a little bit in a friendly way and be patient because it's going to take time. I don't think it just kind of happens overnight. You wake mm -mm. up and you're like, Oh, everything's good now. It's a process <laughs> that might take months or if not years. Yeah. No, I think what you said is so true because when I actually think about it, some of the times that you gave me tough love were some of the most eye-opening moments for me to be like, oh, this isn't like an actual normal thing to be getting really upset about. This is actually consuming and this is actually impacting you as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving someone tough love, in the moment they might not see oh, it. Yeah. See it you know as a good thing but if you always just kind of say yes yes and i guess you're like a yes man then nothing's ever going to change for the other person that is they're never going to improve i mean there's a fine line between tough love and just being a straight out arsehole <laughs> you know what i mean so i guess you got to be careful in that regard but i don't know i feel like i'd walk that tight mm. tightrope pretty well mm -hmm. when it comes to you and your food choices and eating habits in the past yeah, for sure. I think as well that when you're going through it yourself, a lot of like, because the mind is so powerful and your mind will always create narratives and it will create stories and not all of the time are they true. And it's really, really good to get those thoughts out of your head. And so if you journal, amazing, like pop it in your journal because you can view it from a different perspective. But if you're somebody who is not at that point yet or you don't journal, you don't really know where to start to journal, even just like verbally getting it out and talking. So when I was going through mine, like I didn't really start taking journaling seriously until this year. So for me, a lot of the time as well, when I was venting, like James would just sit there and he would just like let me vent and let me talk it out before he would you know and a lot of the time you would also ask me you would be like like what do you need do you need me to like do you want my advice do you want me just to listen as well because sometimes when you sometimes you literally are just like venting and getting it out and you just need someone to be there and you just need someone to listen and then you kind of almost are like oh it's not actually as bad as what i thought it was or sometimes you do need that person to be like um a little bit of tough love but yeah so i think sometimes just also just sitting there and being able to listen to them is really, really important. Yeah, I don't think I was always very good at that. That's something I've definitely worked on over the years. I, I used to be, I still am like a problem solver. Whenever there's a yeah. problem, maybe, maybe it's just a more masculine male kind of thing where they see a problem, they hear about a problem, they just jump straight to yeah, solutions. Sure. You know, and oftentimes it's the other person, especially if the female might, you know, just want someone to talk to and, mm. and kind of vent to without having someone spit solutions in their face. So I guess just, adjusting that over time has been maybe big in terms of 
it's, it's been helpful for you, I guess. Mm. So rather than just kind of spitting solutions, just sitting there listening and asking, do you want me, do you want to know what mm. I think? Or do you want me to tell you anything? Or do you want me just to just listen? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And if your partner is opening up to you about this, like that in itself is actually probably really big for them because this journey, it's, it's very taboo. And she's probably, or he, whoever it is, is not talking about it, probably not, with their friends because, you know, it's probably not a topic of conversation. So if they actually feel safe enough to have that conversation with you and to open up about how what's going on and how they're feeling, that's huge. Like that is a massive step for them. So also know that, that they're coming to you because they love you and they know that you're going to support them. Hopefully. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Well, yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add about any impact that it's had or like any large key takeaways that you could give to anybody going through the journey or? Key takeaways. I mean, I don't know if once again, if I'm the person to talk <laughs> about key takeaways, if they're going through a journey, but um, uh, I think in, I think we've made, we've done, given yeah, a pretty good summary, have. spoken about everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, this journey can be very, isolating you can feel alone as well so I also want you to know that you're never alone like I have definitely probably been through every single food rule or fear food that you have right now like I don't even like I don't have enough toes and fingers to, <laughs> to, to list all of them it's insane. you're really into toes and fingers today I know that's the second time I've said that it's weird but um, yeah, so you're not alone. I, I have been there. I've come out the other side. I have coached so many women through this as well. So I honestly know that it is 100% possible for you to have a good relationship with food, have a good relationship with yourself. And let me tell you, when that happens, everything else around you starts to improve as well. Like your relationships, your friendships, your career, because think about all the mental capacity and the thoughts that you put towards your body and your food every single day. And then imagine if you like cut that and like you know that was only like a quarter of it like you're like okay i'm hungry this is what i'm gonna have for lunch amazing you move on with life and all of those other thoughts that you have now you don't actually have anymore and you can put all of that mental capacity towards everything else that you want to achieve in life like your life just literally it goes to a whole nother level which is pretty fucking cool and you're the one back in control and i always say this to so many of my clients there's no take twos of this life like this is it you're living it right now so the fuck like let's not waste it on bloody leaden food have that control and putting food up on that pedestal it's time queen for you to take back that control but mm. when you're 75 years old <laughs> are you gonna be sitting there being like damn i'm so happy i didn't go out with my friends and mm. eat that ice cream that one time in italy when i was on holiday like, mm. uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> but for 99.9 percent .9 of people i don't think that's gonna be the case no i don't think so either and if you had gone out, like it would probably would have been a memory that you stored in your memory bank as an amazing night that you got to have. Yeah. So many positives honestly come out of um, this journey and healing your relationship with hurting yourself. But if you have any other questions or you would love to hear from James again. And Please. His... If you'd love to hear from me again, I'm worried about your sanity. His perspective on everything. Like I said, he didn't know any of these questions. And honestly, some of his answers have been eye-opening for me too. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do actually have any questions for either of us, then just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's and send me a DM. If you know anyone that you think would actually benefit from this podcast, then please share it to them. Send it to them. Also, do not forget to 
rate and leave a review. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you very soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye.